Miss Hayes. Morning, Mr. Addison. Morning, Morning Mr. Pesto. Kind of missed yesterday, didn't I? So? 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 What, did you at least get a nice dinner out of it? I'll tell you something. I missed you guys. Does that mean she's not going to share all the intimate details? We better us? get back to work. But we don't have any work. Of course we do. We have to talk to the writers and give them the right bigger parts for next week's episode. I'll find that. Welcome to the show, Moonlighting fans. Whether you're a Moonlighting fan from way back when, or whether you are new to Moonlighting and you want to know what all the hype is about, you have come to the right place. Hi, I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. And we're your hosts for the podcast that is all about Moonlighting. When we talk about Moonlighting, we're talking about the Emmy award-winning 80s TV series starring Bruce Willis and Simple Shepherd. So if you're a fan of theirs, you're going to want to stay tuned as we review all 66 episodes. We hope you enjoy this journey with us because we are going to be watching the series episodes one by one and discussing them every week. Now this is going to take several years as you can imagine, so please join us because we are going to have so much fun along the way. We will also be releasing bonus episodes of interviews with creators, cast and crew to extend your listening experience. That's right, and we really want to include our Moonlighting fans in this project as much as possible. So write to us and let us know what your thoughts are, and even if you have some trivia to disclose. Our email address is fans at moonlightingthepodcast.com, and we will include you in our future episodes. So stay with us. Shauna and I are beyond excited to finally bring Moonlighting into the 21st century for some serious discussions. You up for it, Shauna? I sure am. Well, let's let's get get started. Yeah, I mean, that didn't make a lot of sense. Well, know? I guess, too, they're spies and they find out stuff. I mean, okay. yeah, that's what know. I was going to say. They've obviously followed her or they've followed Kyle because they're, they're at the bowling alley. So who knows? I don't know what the answer to that question is. I know. I guess they're following <laughs> Kyle. Yes. But yeah, but she has the number and I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, yeah, the plot. Mm-hmm. Definitely a bit convoluted. This yeah. one may have been kind yeah. of thrown together at the last moment. Um, So she has a bit of an interaction with the bowling alley manager. Excuse me, sir. Are you sure somebody called me? There's nobody here. Maybe they hung up. Then why did they call me? Maybe they're from that show, In Search Of. Between the time they called you and you picked up the phone, they found what they were looking for. (laughs) The bowling alley attendant is really kind of an asshole. (laughs) Yes. And for those who don't know, In Search Of was an American TV series that was broadcast weekly from 1977 to 1982. Devoted to mysterious phenomena. Okay. Hmm. I don't remember it. Don't you? Oh, I do. Was here. I kind of remember the name, but I don't ever remember watching it. Except in Australia, the title was different. I don't know why they do that. American titles of movies sometimes change in Australia. We don't call it the same thing. Weird. Yeah. So over there anyway, the TV show was called In Search Of, but in Australia it was called Great Mysteries of the World. Oh, who knows? Okay, in search of. Both good titles. Yeah, so this part, this is good when she goes to turn around and runs into Doug, which he does on purpose because he wants to check to see if she's got a loaded pistol on her. Oh, okay. Goes back to her table and Kyle says, don't scream. He gets up and shows her the knife in his chest. Yes. Um, She runs back to the manager and says to him, there's something wrong with my date. And he goes, well, there's not much I can do about that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, they go back to the table and he's missing. So the manager thinks she's a nut job and tells her to leave. How they killed him, got no blood anywhere and got him out of the building, I have no idea. Yeah, with hardly anybody in there, you're going to kill someone and drag their body out without anyone noticing. That's right. But Even this is moonlighting. <laughs> yeah, this is moonlighting and the plot, plot doesn't matter. But there was someone bowling right in front of Agnes and the guy because you saw he had like a leather hat on. He was bowling right in front of them. So like he didn't notice any of this either. Or maybe he was the killer. Who knows? Oh, anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Just one random side note. Agnes has a really cute bag in this episode. She has a, like kind of a bag. Yes, yeah, like a uh, tan type thing. Yeah, that with stripes on it. And um, even today, that would be a nice little bag to have, you know? It's Very like a um, sort of shaped like a beach bag, sort of. Yeah, it is kind of a beach, beach bag, but mm. that's kind of Agnes, you know? So Agnes grabs her things and is leaving the bowling alley. This whole scene here, you know, with her, like, I guess, getting kicked out of the bowling alley and walking out, it's a lot of time filler. There's a lot of time filler, I think, in here, like scenes that go on too long or just, yeah. Her walking all the way out, looking around, wondering what's going on, walking down to the payphone, in the payphone, then the guy, then, the, you know, it's like, well, they've got her surrounded, you know, why don't they nab her, do something to her? You know, they're just looking at her in like a creepy way the whole time. Okay. Yeah. So what I noted, first of all, just going back, is that, is this the first time we see Agnes outside? I think it is. No. No? Um, next up, murder. Oh, you mean like totally outside? No, mean I mean, I mean no, I mean totally outside in the sun. Oh. Yeah. Well, gosh, when do we really see any of them outside in the sun? Do we see Maddie no, and David outside? They were always outside. But Agnes is always at oh. her desk. So I think this is actually the first time she goes outside. Yeah. Outside yeah. in the open air, yes. Outside in the open air, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. creepy guys. Well, what you don't know is that the guys that are looking at her through the telephone box are the good guys but they look like the bad guys at the moment because they're mm. Doug's guys. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's fine. I'm not sure Doug is the best guy in the world, but yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Something I was going to ask here, and I know there's a card with the number on it. Probably it wouldn't match, but um, she gets in the phone booth and she dialed 8769652. Even I didn't notice that. <laughs> that's such a grace thing to notice too i'm surprised as those two weirdos stare at her so who do you think she was calling is that blue moon i you know eight seven six nine six five two good question look. yeah well that's what she dialed i would think that she would want to ring maddie and david she yeah. tries to ring them later so yeah yeah then she realizes the cords cut and starts to get a bit frightened now there's little creepy thin men just like uh, the creepy thin man in Charlie's Angels. Mm -hmm. Actually, one of them is the second one, not the first one, is John Durbin. He's mm -hmm. known for Return of the Living Dead, um, Litany for Mr. President, and Heart and Souls. He's also the bartender in Dead Man Walking. He was a producer in Truman, you know, with Jim Carrey. And yeah. Star Trek Next Generation, he played Gullemek. Yeah, and he's still doing something in post-production, so he's still acting too. Um, while you were talking about that, I, you know, there's a Blue Moon Investigations card that was shown on the show at one point. I looked up the image of it for David. The Blue Moon number is 
Okay, or, well, that's not the same number. <laughs> yeah, that's not the same number. Or 213-203-2829, which I had heard back in the day, one of these is a real number that would ring in the back offices of Moonlighting. Oh, really? Yeah. So back in the day, if you called that number, you could probably talk to Melissa or something. Well, that's interesting. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Always little tidbits here and there. So yes, who knows who she was calling? 876-9652. Next time I get to choose a phone number, I'm going to choose that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, how are um, phone numbers in Australia? Because we have the area code like 213 or 925 or whatever. And then we have our phone numbers. Are you similar or is it like one, one long number? Or what's a phone number like in Australia? Well, each state has an area code. So Victoria, where, you know, Melbourne, where I am, it's 03. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, if you go to South Australia, it's 08. It's not a three-digit number. The area code's okay. two digits and the phone number. Is the phone number the same length, seven numbers? No, our phone numbers are eight digits. So you've got the area code plus the eight digits. And if you're obviously okay. dialing from overseas, the country code is 61. Oh, okay. Got mm. it. <laughs> Another bit of reference there for you. Yes. So. She runs out of the phone box, back into the bowling alley and runs into Doug again, who starts talking small talk to divert her attention, I think, because mm-hmm. he knows what's going on. He's talking about sports and yielding better results in overall physical activity in the morning. And, you know, it's all crap. So he's discovered yeah. that exercising in the morning, having physical activity in the morning, you get better results. And she has a great idea about, oh, do you live around here? Now, he could be anybody he could have been one of the you know like agnes please anyway do you live around here you live around here excuse me want to go to your place you understand what i just told you it's only a theory no i'll get my rosin bag what's a rosin bag is that a bowling bag i had to look that up actually like rosin bag what the hell is that so that's actually a bag of powder usually i think it's used in baseball that you would pick up and put powder in your hand. So it's not like, so you get a better grip. So I guess they must use those in bowling too. I know you can put powder on your hand so it won't slip out of the ball or whatever, but that was a kind of a random thing to say. But when they get to his hotel room, he doesn't have it, does he? Does he? Mm, I don't think he brought his Rossum bag. You know, it's so funny about with moonlighting, everybody's in a damn suit and tie. I mean, that would, <laughs> like, hey, nobody wears a suit and tie anywhere, you know? <laughs> In fact, my sister and I were out last week and there was a guy in there who had a shirt and a tie on and we were like, what's, why is he wearing a shirt and tie? Like, especially since the pandemic, mm. nobody's wearing a, a shirt and tie to do anything these days, you know, no. for that one guy <laughs> restaurant and everyone in Moonlighting wears a full suit. I guess that was um, the 80s. Yeah, sure was. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah. Awesome bag. And Agnes, yeah, she is crazy for going back to this guy's hotel. All right, so she goes back to the hotel room with him and asks him to draw the drapes. She's really scared at this stage. How does she know he's not one of them? She wants to move the furniture in front of the door and she begins to tell him what's happened in the last 24 hours. Oh, and by the way. Yes. (laughs) By the way. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. But you know what I got the feel of in this place? It almost seemed like... Agnes's apartment in Twas just like reconfigured. The kitchen has that same like wood look and it just. I, oh, yes. Maybe not, but maybe except, it is. Yeah, um, except she had a bench on this side. So that wasn't yeah. there. But yeah, yeah, yeah it could be it the same is. set. 
yeah, I was wondering if it was the same set, just reconfigured. I don't know. It just had the same feel to it. That's all. Just went through my mind. Don't know if it is or not. But yeah, you know, they, she wants to move the furniture in front of the door and she's really freaked out. He's asking all sorts of questions about her. You don't know at this stage whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, but you can tell he's asking her a lot of questions and where yeah. do you work? I work Maddie and David, detective agency. I answer the phones and she explains what has got her into all this mess because she told her boss that she was in a rut and she gave her the tickets to the ball. And she says, what do you do? Oh, I love this part. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I love Doug. I don't know what you think about Doug, but I think he is such a cute little character. I love him. And I, the reason I love him too is because he was in Christine. I don't know if you remember him in that. Stephen um, King. He was Bemis in Christine. He's also a New Yorker and he is an actor and director known for Christine in 83 Beverly Hills Cop in mm. 84 and Body Double in 84. So many people in Body Double. Mm. I reckon that's the third person I've mentioned that's been in Body Double. And guess what, Shauna? He was a desk clerk in Remington Steel in 1983. Mm. He was the exterminator in ALF, the TV series, which my daughter mm. loved when she was little. Mm-hmm. Star Trek, The Next Generation, and he was Hickenhopper in China Beach in 88. Mm. Listeners, I recently sent a photo of the screen of my TV because I was watching in my PD Blue, and there he was. And then the last thing he did was Clueless TV mm. series in 1996. So that's Dougie. But mm. I really like his character. He's cute. I don't know whether he would have been good for Agnes, but probably his height would have been a problem. He's much shorter than her. Gosh, I don't know. She, he, yeah, but I guess I think Bert was you know, pretty short too. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't like him. Oh, I do. I think he's cute. <laughs> Don't say that, Shauna. I think he's gorgeous. Okay. He loves shoes because he's closer to the ground. <laughs> uh, I wrote, okay, you know, they get back to his hotel. Weird hotel. It looks like an apartment, but okay. You yes. know, she doesn't have a boyfriend that she knows of, and he wonders, you know, what's going on. She explains, and I put Z, 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 Z. It's like boring, <laughs> boring. Oh my God, I'm about to fall asleep. And I said, Douglas and Agnes don't serve as substitutes for Maddie and David. No, they don't. No, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I know, but it, it's just boring. It's like, who cares about any of this? I mean, from the bowling alley to, to here, it's like <sighs> just walking, walking or walk around. And then I think- talk about, Ross and bag, whatever, and that whole sports thing. And then like, you know, it's, oh, it's just too much time filler for me. It's so boring. And also this guy is a creep. Okay. He drugged her. He Mm. gave her a shot of something. This is, I mean, come on, think about this. This is creepy. This is weird. I mean, why did he have to do that? In any other show, if someone's getting like shot up with sodium pentothal, whatever he gave her. And then she wakes up and he's like, oh, I had to give you this shot of something. My God. I mean, why? No. And then she wakes up and she's like flirting with him. I think it's dangerous. I think yeah. this is a very odd scene. Yeah. And I think they're boring and I don't like Doug. It's a dangerous situation for her to even say, where do you live? Where? Let's go to your place. That's the, that was I the know. first. And the worst thing happens to her. He drives her. Yeah. Very bad decision. And she was lucky yeah. it didn't end up yeah. worse than what it did. And I know what you're saying that, you know, oh, my God, I've got to get through this dialogue and it's, you know, I'm not yeah. Maddie and David, but you got to remember this is a DePesto um, episode, so deal with it. <laughs> but that's why I don't like DePesto episodes and I won't deal with it because if it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't be watching 
Donna is losing her patience with this episode. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I feel like the line, maybe it's after she wakes up and all that stuff, and she's actually flirting with him. Your heart would be racing and you'd be getting out of there like, you what? You gave me a shot? And I yeah, passed but, out? Like, yeah, but she's you know? still under the influence of the shot. So okay. she doesn't really, yeah. I do like it when she says, um, he's like, who do you work for? And she goes, I work for Maddie Hayes. We all work for Maddie Hayes. <laughs> yeah. David hired me, but we all work for Maddie Hayes. Yes. So I like that. Um, anyway, I just put like Sully plot, you know, his house looks like a hotel. And then when they left, uh, it says Gaylord Apartments and he says he lives in a hotel. So that was weird. Yeah. I couldn't work that out because first of all, okay, I suppose if he's a spy, yeah, he's in a hotel room, but that wasn't a hotel room. That definitely looked like an apartment. Look at a big kitchen, yeah. a lounge, like it was like. Yeah, it was an apartment. I think it was Agnes's apartment. We're going to look when we watch Twas and see. If yeah. I think thing. I'm going to put them side by side and have a look. Yeah, um, me too. I mean, Agnes's apartment is much smaller. Is it? It was, it was, yeah, definitely, definitely much smaller. The kitchen's right yeah, there. As soon as you walk, they in, did. They added a, a little bit more of a, another room on this one. Yeah, but. but you know, they can do amazing things with sets, make them look different. But yeah, sometimes no, you can just tell it's wall. the same sort of. Yeah. All right. So even though you don't like Doug, I like the discussion about the shoes because I'm short and I know how he feels. So shush about mm-hmm. it. Um. <laughs> Everybody needs them. Everybody uses them. Everybody needs to replace them. Shoes. I help keep yeah. America on its feet. That's on a poster where I work. So what do you do? Me? I'm involved in the personal services industry. I sell shoes. Shoes? Shoes. Everybody needs them. Everybody uses them. Everybody needs to replace them. Shoes. Wow. Yep. <laughs> He's lying. You're right. It is. You're right. It is time filler, but it's cute. It's you know. Um, well, you may have noticed I'm kind of short, low to the ground, but for a shoe salesman, this is a big plus. You're much closer to your product, much closer to where your product is going to be used. I thought it was cute. Come join our Facebook community at Fans of Moonlighting the Podcast and our Instagram community at Moonlighting the Podcast. Anyway, Agnes is sad because she's thinking this is not how she thought it would be. Uh, she thought it would be less dangerous and more fun. Doug offers her something to drink, but then Agnes has a thought to call Maddie and David, and that's mm-hmm. when Doug comes up behind her and injects her with sodium pentothal, which, by the way, is an anesthetic. I looked it up. It works by decreasing the metabolic activity of the brain, thereby making it hard to think and further lie. So that's why mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. call it the truth serum. Right. My last page, Shauna. <laughs> Well, there's not too much to this. We're only an hour, an hour and 15 minutes in. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, look at us. Great. 6338 Hope Street. Agnes moved specifically to that street just for the name. <laughs> Cute. And that's why I've said to you before that she lived in Hope Street. He asks her about the dance and Kyle and that he was there. And it's funny, though, he doesn't ask her about the number, does he? No. And she says, are you guys spies? And he says, you better get your coat. So he completely cuts her off there. Now they're downstairs at the Gaylord Apartments and puts her in a taxi. He goes, where do you want to go? Straight to the top, president of Blue Moon Detective Agencies. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. He's got to go. There's work I've got to attend to. Don't worry, I'll see you again. And she grabs him and kisses him. So she gets two kisses in this episode. Oh, my gosh, I know. Go, Agnes. Go, Agnes. Can one of you tell me if this is going to go on for a while? Because I'll start the meter. <laughs> it's funny how when Doug asks her, now, where do you live? And she goes, wow, this thing between us is really zipping along, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> really zipping along, yeah. Anyway, she tells him she lives at 6338 Hope Street. Isn't that a wonderful name for a street? That's mm-hmm. why I moved there. Yeah. You're a very special woman, Agnes. <laughs> He sees how sweet she is. Yeah. Anyway, they drive off and the fact that they've got the camera in the taxi and you see Agnes in the back, the fact that they're using that time, when you first watch this episode back in 1986, you just know something's going to go wrong. I know. She's asking why he's stopping and he said, oh, it's a red light. So the two henchmen get into the back of the taxi and tell him where to drive off to. He says he's already got a fare and they point a gun at him. And they take her to this basement or something and begin interrogating her because they want the number. So they think it was all planned with Kyle to meet him at the banquet and to get the number off him. So thank God she has truth serum in her, which has relaxed her. Otherwise, I reckon she'd be an absolute nervous wreck. Um, she said, Last night I went to this reception. A man asked me to dance. This morning he took me to coffee and got killed. This other man shot me up with truth serum. The two of you hijacked my cab. I don't know what's going on. I don't know anything. I'm nobody's contact, nobody's girl. I answer phones. I'm a lady who answers phones. Which is true. That's it. (laughs) There's nothing else to say, really. Yep. Anyway, she's a clever girl because she asks to go to the ladies, realizes there's an open window there, and she steps on the bin and jumps out the window. Luckily, there's a roof there. Yes. And she looks down at the alleyway. And you see a shot of the alleyway, which, of course, is watered down. They love watering streets down. Yep, they do. How often would it rain in L.A.? Once a year. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, (laughs) so let's move on. And guess what? She ends up in the laundry room from the beginning of the episode. And then she flies around in a bag for 10 minutes. And then we we get to see Maddie and David again. (laughs) I gather you want to skip past this scene, Shauna, without discussing it. Go ahead. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so a whole heap of shenanigans happen. Her trying to hide from them, then puts herself in a laundry box bag, which gets Mm -hmm. elevated along the ceiling. So there she goes along the ceiling, and then Doug arrives to save the day, but ends Mm -hmm. up fighting for the button to set Agnes free. Mm -hmm. So finally saves her, and she falls to the floor. So yeah. we have a few minutes there where he's fighting with the henchman and trying to press the button. Then the henchman throws it on the ceiling and blah, 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 blah. 
Yeah. So we think everything is fine until another henchman shows up with a gun facing both of them. And you think they're going to be shot, but it turns out he shoots another henchman that's behind them. Here we go again. So this gunman belongs to Doug. Phew. Uh, Yeah, right. It also turns out this is one of the men from the phone booth who works for Doug. So Doug realizes she has a piece of paper inside her clothes on her neck. And she says to Doug, Agnes, what's that? Oh, Doug. Don't get upset. This is Kyle's phone number. He gave it to me last night. Kyle's number? So he grabs it and goes to the laundry bundle. He knew what it was straight away. Why he didn't ask her for this number before, I don't know. We just wanted to talk about shoes, I guess. (laughs) This laundry bundle is full of plans? Honest engine. So Doug tells her she can't tell anyone what went on today due to national security. And Agnes wants to know if he's got any more of that true stuff with him. <laughs> oh, wow, Agnes. Oh, oh, Agnes. It's all just so silly, Grace. I know. <laughs> Guess we'll have to do without it. And she grabs him and kisses him and the sirens oh. go off. You got any more of that truth stuff with you? No. Guess we'll have to do without. <laughs> A third kiss for Agnes. A third kiss for Agnes. That's pretty good stats for Agnes having three kisses. Yeah, they kept, uh, they're trying to pique our interest with some romance. Until Herbert Viola shows up in his first episode too. (laughs) They're at it. Oh, I know. First day on set. Yeah, they're on the desk (laughs) looking out. That's what Curtis Armstrong said. He said he got the part and the first thing he knows he's kissing Elise Beasley on the desk. (laughs) I know, I know. It was great. Yes. Yours very deadly. Yes. Anyway. I'll get you to talk about the next part because you're looking forward to it because you don't want to talk about Agnes. Of course I am. (laughs) Back to Maddie and David. And actually, I love this shot of them peeking in between the blinds out the blue moon window. The best. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great little shot right there. And they're just waiting for Agnes. And they're super excited to see what she's going to say when she comes back to work. And of course, David thinks that she's been up to all sorts of shenanigans with uh, that guy, I guess. i got to be honest with you. I didn't think she had it in her. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So he's sure that Agnes slept with Kyle. Maddie's not so sure. Lots of dimples, smirks, and smiles, I put. (laughs) Yeah. Between the two of them. Agnes comes back. She's super happy. She's um, dry cleaned Maddie's dress. She just wants to be back to answering her phones at Blue Moon. David wants more information and the details. <laughs> Maddie takes David by the arm and says that they need to talk to the writers about bigger parts for next week's episode. I <laughs> <laughs> put, yes, please. Yes, please. David says, I'll buy that. And then there's a delivery, a letter. And Doug had to go, um, but he thinks she's terrific. And she orders a different donut. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Oh okay, my God. Boom, done. Okay, well, happen? this is my interpretation of this scene. Okay, go on. So I really like how they're peering through the Venetian blinds and, you know, Maddie says, here she comes. And he says, yeah. I didn't know, you know, I didn't think she had it in her. Maddie's going, well, sh- you know, we don't know what happened. And he's like, she left for lunch 24 hours ago. She always had more than a tuna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will you Obviously. stop? 
spice it, Maddie. Her nooner became an afternooner, which became a nighter, which probably became an overnighter. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's just such a funny, such a funny line. I love how they're both glaring at her, waiting for her to tell them what a wonderful night she had because they haven't seen her for 24 hours. It's like, where have you been? You know, it's not like her. She's always the first one there. That's true. Um, so they're like, so? What, did you at least get a nice dinner out of it? <laughs> oh, David. Yeah, kind of mm. missed yesterday, didn't I? She tells her that she stopped over at the dry cleaners and when they ask her this, she's like, I'll tell you something. I missed you guys. I miss this place. I miss that phone. Life's pretty good. And then Maddie says, Life is pretty good. And David looks at both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at Agnes thinking, you know, you must have got up to some naughty business last night and you're not going to yeah. tell us. Does that mean she's not going to share all the intimate details? We better us? get back to work. But we don't have any work. Of course we do. We have to talk to the writers and give them the right bigger parts for next week's episode. I'll find that. I love it when they talk about the writers, the page missing out of the copy of the script or although somebody's yeah. Xerox the other scene. <laughs> So yeah, I saw the breaking of the fourth wall, like they did. That's right. Here and there. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice that um, the delivery driver shows up with a little letter from Doug saying that he had to leave Los Angeles and he thinks she's terrific. And she makes her phone call to her local bakery for her usual order. But instead of ordering her jelly donut, she orders a crawler. What on earth is a crawler? I'm assuming it's bigger. Crawler. I don't know. Let me look it up. Oh, I don't know. I, I pictured it kind of like a... Um... And the other thing I want to ask you, a lot of shows on TV mention a bear claw. Is that a big cake or See, something? That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of a bear claw. Now, a crawler looks like it's a French kind of a twisted donut that has a hole in the middle. So oh. she said she usually got a... Did she say she usually got a berry donut or something like that? A jelly donut. A jelly donut. Um, and a bear claw is kind of a very dense, um, has no hole in the middle. It's a very dense donut oh, okay. that's kind of, I think, greasy but glazed. Yep. Um, in Australia, we call them jam donuts. You call jam jelly. Yeah. So when it's a jelly donut, it's a jam donut. But we call jelly jelly, you know, as in jelly, wobbly jelly. Mm -hmm. What do you mm -hmm. call jelly then? I think jelly has no seeds and jam has seeds and berries jelly has it jelly is just totally smooth and jam has maybe like parts of the berry seeds mixed into it yeah you but I mean? jelly is gelatin right mm -hmm. and it hardens in the fridge so what do you guys call jelly i'm trying to work out i don't oh, understand oh, that jello oh jello yeah jello gotcha okay the other thing i wanted to say which i forgot to mention was the song at the banquet uh, mm. At the beginning of the banquet when they were dancing, mm -hmm. um, it's a song by Starpoint, Object of My Desire, released in 1985. So that's that yeah. one. I think that gentleman, the delivery boy, that's Mark Christopher. He only did three other things. So he did Lust for Freedom and Wilding. So that's mm. him. I'll quickly mention Christopher Hibbler, the director. This is not the only episode he directed. Surprisingly enough, he directed 11 episodes of Remington Steel from 84 to 87. He mm. did four episodes of Moonlighting. So he did Poltergeist 3, Sleep Talking Guy, Every Daughter's Father's Virgin, and North by North Pepesto. And yeah. did 40 episodes of Matlock, the TV series, from 86 to 95. He did 10 episodes of Beverly Hills 90210 and 31 episodes of Diagnosis Murder. 
the last thing by the looks of it that Christopher Hibbler has done was a documentary in 2011. So that's Christopher Hibbler, the director. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, so even though it was a DePesto episode, it did have a lot of bits and pieces, a mysterious man called Kyle, men on the chase for defence plans, Mr Pesto being in a rut, Mr Pesto being mistaken for a spy, a sweet scene between Maddie and Agnes, a case of ugly mood swings, a case of urgently missing sex, more than the usual costume changes for Agnes, some great Mm -hmm. songs, some booty shaking, David getting the poop on the prom, an angry bowling alley manager, several kissing scenes for Agnes, a nooner, mm-hmm. an afternooner, a nighter, which then became an overnighter, <laughs> a little guy called Doug, which Shauna doesn't like very much, um, <laughs> lots of laundry bags, creepy thin men, a short shoe salesman, try say that three times, <laughs> yeah, <right>. um, <laughs> a yes. shot of sodium pentothal, a short taxi ride, Mr Pesto being interrogated, Mr Pesto's address, Maddie and David peering through Venetian blinds, and Agnes changing her jelly donut order to a crawler. <laughs> yes. And a few goofs. And how many outfits for Maddie? Well, I've got three, but I think you said four. Yeah. There's one I didn't get. With... So I'm going to go through and check that. But it sounds like you've got four for Maddie and five for Agnes. Yes. Okay. Because I wanted to include Agnes in this one because it was her episode. Yeah, True. So we've got nine outfit changes between them both. With no singing Bruce, we've got 1.5 rhymes from Agnes, no feet out of the elevator, and three really good songs used in the episode. Yes, always good music, but that's part of the reason why it's not streaming. So it's a double-edged sword on that one. I know. Yeah, so, you know, the episode that Maddie and David had to go talk to the writers about for more Dialogue the next week is Season 2, Episode 13, In God We Strongly Suspect. Which is three weeks later. Three weeks later. Oh, my gosh. Because North by North de Pesto aired on the 21st of January, 86, and then In God aired on the 11th of February. Mm, yes. That's a bit over three and, weeks. Well, then we do get a couple really good episodes. So we get In God and then Every Daughter's Father is a Virgin. Which is a week later, which works out okay. Yep. Yeah. And then, gosh, um, then there was a big gap big. between yes. that and Witness for the Execution, March yep. 11th. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Almost a month. Oh, yep. painful. And then April 1st, almost another month. Okay. And then Maybe. you've got a month between Sleep Talk and Guy and Funeral for a Doornail. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> look how, see, and you know what? Now that we're analyzing more, we're seeing the fatigue. Yeah. And now they really start to slow down. This is only season two, for God's mm. sakes. And know? then but Camille is two weeks later. Yeah. And then it's two weeks later. Because this is like the first full season. But remember, they had that half season before that. But I think like, you know, one kind of ran into the next. So I think like since the pilot, they have been filming like kind of nonstop. Mm. And this is where we're starting to see the fatigue, definitely. And I don't even think they had that long of a break between season two and season three, if I remember. I remember Glenn saying something like they finished season two and he went on a vacation, you know, to Hawaii or something with his wife. But the whole time he's in Hawaii, he's just trying to think of like plots for the next season because you pretty much have to start writing right away to have like three or four under your belt, you know, so they didn't start off behind. So a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Yeah, because season three starts on the 23rd of September and 
and they ended in May. So May, June, July. There's only 15 episodes. I know. Yeah, my dad tonight was saying, how many, did they put out 10 episodes a a season? (laughs) He said 10. Mm, I said, oh, well, you know what? They were supposed to do 22, but they never did. I think the most they ever did was season two, which was 18. 18, exactly. That was amazing that they did 18. Yes, that was amazing they did 18. But um, we're missing over the whole course of the series. We're missing about 40 episodes, you know? Yeah. (laughs) By my calculation. Oh, dear. Anyway, that's besides the point, Grace. Um, we've come to the end of another podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wasn't my favorite episode, but there are some nice tidbits, like you said. I am happy for Elise that she got more acting and more airtime and all that stuff. Yeah, and it was great for her. Yeah, I'm very yeah. happy for her for that. And um, she looks cute in the episode too. Like her hair looked good and it was good to get her out there and doing more stuff and getting some airtime, that's for sure, and getting some kisses. Yeah, she got three kisses and she got to dance. Yeah, and she got to wear Maddie's dress. Maddie's Cut dress. down to South America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that dress. <laughs> yeah, that, I know. That was the black one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the black one was cut down to South America. Yeah. But she wore this one to Buenos Aires. Yes, that was good. Interesting episode. Different. We saw less mm-hmm. of Maddie and David, but some people like it. it. Some people don't. Each to his own. Is this episode in your top ten? Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, it's number one, Grace. You're so mean. (laughs) (laughs) This is number one. How could it not be? (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, is it in yours? No, it's not in my top ten. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I thought you were going to be like, yes, it is. Yeah, look, to be honest, I don't go to this episode all the time. I Honestly, I may skip it, too. But mm-hmm. once in a while, I like to watch it because I just like to see Agnes out there doing other stuff instead of sitting at her desk answering phones in rhyme instead of prose. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. Um, next, we move on to In God We Strongly Suspect. That aired on the 11th of Feb, 86. And it's when David and Maddie are hired to watch over the body of an escape artist. So you'll find out more next week. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> And just a quick reminder, we have another live event coming up, which for our US listeners will be on Saturday the 3rd of September at 4pm Pacific Time and 7pm Eastern Time. And for our Australian listeners, it will be on Sunday morning the 4th of September at 9am. And the episode that we'll be discussing will be Every Daughter's Father is a Virgin, another fan favourite. For more information, you can go to moonlightingthepodcast.com slash events or you can check our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter posts for any updates. Well, until next time, I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. Thank Thank you you for for listening listening to to Moonlighting Moonlighting the Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.